For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. What's going on, Thunder fans? You people are listening to Topic Thunder. What's up, Thunder fans? This is Stephen Dolan at Steve Thunderfan on Twitter, hitting you with the recap of the Thunder's most recent loss to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, they lost 112 to 114. This one carries a little extra sting with it because the Thunder had an opportunity to take sole possession of the number one seed in the West with a win at home, admittedly, on a back-to-back on the second night of a back-to-back against the Minnesota Timberwolves and just weren't able to pull it off. Uh, they even got a little extra help before the game with the announcement that the Wolves would not have Derrick Rose available due to an ankle injury. Um, and there were several moments in this game where the Thunder looked like they were going to be able to pull it out, and it just didn't work out. So for more detail on that, let's hook up the TiVo. And look, Thunder fans, if you didn't get to watch the game, You don't have to explain to me why you need TiVo. So the first thing that struck me in this game was that there was so much posting up. Uh, It just seemed like every other possession was a post up. So I went and checked and indeed the Wolves are second in the league with 17.9 17.9 post-ups per game. Um, OKC is only 15th, but when they're loading up with Steven Adams at the beginning of games, Russell Westbrook always likes to throw in some post-ups, and you had a few from Jeremy Grant, too. That <laughs> has a way of just making it seem like a lot of post-ups, because it is. Uh, the Thunder started off the game pretty well, taking a 13-9 lead, and then Wiggins, who was <clears throat> something of a problem in this game for the Thunder, made his presence known with a personal 8-0 run and the Wolves closed the first quarter ahead by 10, 35-25 and 
25 is not great, but when you come to when it comes to a team like the Thunder who hang their hat on defense, 35 is the real problem in that. Uh, luckily, the Thunder seemed to realize that in the second quarter, after a little bit of a slow start in which the Wolves were up 40 to 28 with 9:45 left. That's when the Thunder kind of took off. And the thing that was most noteworthy to me about this spurt, this quarter from the Thunder, was that it wasn't just one player who decided to take over and made it happen. So I'm just going to list the ways the Thunder scored from there on in the four, in the second quarter. They had a Schroeder floater. They had a Patrick Patterson three. A Russ, two consecutive free throws. Yay. Uh, Russ to PG for a fast fast break slam dunk which was really a really cool moment rusted his uh, yell to the crowd when they call a timeout thing russ had a fast break layup coast to coast baseline to baseline he's still really really fast <laughs> don't let anybody tell you he's athletically declining patrick patterson hit another three which is really good to see i hope twitter gets off patrick patterson's back because he's coming back he had some really good moments in this game Adams, during this stretch, got need in the Kiwis again, this time by Carl uh, Anthony Towns. I don't know why Stephen Adams, <laughs> I don't know why that happens to him so much. It's really inexplicable. It seems like it's every other game that somebody assaults his nethers. And I don't appreciate it. I don't think any Thunder fans appreciate it. And I hope it stops soon, but it seems like that's just his curse. Um, you know, he, he comes from a very fertile family, so let's hope that he can bounce back and because the world can use more Steven Adamses. Uh, so after that, Paul George hit a three. Jeremy Grant hit a three. Paul George with a drive. Steven Adams with a layup, which came after he completely laid out for a loose ball, and then Russ completely got a steal on the next rebound. Um, the hustle from this team is just amazing. Then there was a Russ jumper, then a Paul George fadeaway, then a Paul George three free throws. He got fouled on a three, um, and then a Jeremy Grant dunk to finish the quarter. And I and I list all of those just to point out that the diversity with which the team was scoring in the second quarter was really ideal. It was kind of amazing, really. There there wasn't consecutive buckets by anybody. I mean, Russ had a bucket and two free throws, but other than that, it was just scoring from all over the court and from all over the roster at at halftime actually out of the people who played Nerlens Noel was the only player who hadn't scored uh, so the Thunder went into halftime ahead by 10 after being behind by 10 going into the second 63 to 53 they won the second quarter by 20 which included a 35 to 13 run in the second half uh, Terrence Ferguson never got into the game he was out with an illness that's all the information I have on that so that put Alex Abrinas into the game I thought Abrinas was really good for the most part um he ended up one for five from three and we'll get to the biggest one of those fives a little bit later he played really good defense I thought if a couple of those threes had gone in and really just if one of one more of them had gone in even if it hadn't been the last one um two for five would have been great one for five looks bad, but that's just a matter of one shot not going in. But again, his defense was really, really good. There was one really cool sequence for Steven Adams where he caught the ball kind of on a short roll with uh, Wiggins 
or no, it was Covington actually on him, and he kind of shouldered him out of the way and then finished over Cat for an and one. And then he missed the free throw, but Paul George kind of pulled a Steven Adams and hustled for the offensive rebound. And then Russ hit Adams on that very next possession on a roll for a big dunk. So that was just a really cool thing to see from Adams. A really cool stretch. The Thunder went up after that stretch 76 to 64 and if you can blame this loss on one stretch of basketball i think it would be from that until the timberwolves were up 78 to 80 yeah so that's a 16 to 2 run by the wolves leading to a 17 to 33 quarter and then the thunder had to go into the fourth quarter Trying to fight back from behind with a 80 to 86 deficit. Uh, okay, so I just have a note here that says Gorgie Jang, WTF. <laughs> he hit two long jumpers with his heels on the three-point line, and then he hit a three to put the Wolves up nine, which was just a desperation heave on a short shot clock. With He, he basically did a 180 in the air and just chucked it up and swished it. Uh, those are the kind of things that make it really hard to win a game if they're going to have a guy just completely play out of his mind for a 10-minute stretch in a game. There was a cool stretch after that, though, where Diallo kind of made his presence known. He, at times to me, seemed a little out of control, I think, after this first play in which he blocked a Bayless three-pointer and then got a run-out dunk. I think his adrenaline got the best of him a little bit, but even when he was a little bit out of control, he's athletic enough and smart enough from a basketball IQ perspective to kind of still make those crazy movements movements productive. So after he got that block and a dunk, Nerlens Noel got a really cool block. That's when Diallo's heart got the better of his head a little bit. He took a three from above the, above the break, kind of a quick trigger shot that... <laughs> was a little questionable um but immediately after that he had a crazy drive where he got fouled and he made a hook shot and it was really nice to see him doing those things but the only problem was that the lead didn't shrink at all um when the starters started to filter back in they were facing a 10 point deficit and that's mostly due to the fact that the wolves just got really hot from three for a lot of this game uh, they had Covington lighting him up. They had Wiggins two for four from three. Carl Anthony Towns two for two. Tyus Jones was one for two. And a lot of those threes came in this stretch where the Thunder just couldn't dig into that lead with the bench. So then the starters came back in and, or at least started to filter back in. Um, Russ airballed a free throw. That's, uh, that's something that happened. He then left the next free throw very short. Um, it was free throw. It was it was airball adjacent. And then after he missed that second one, he got a weird fourth foul, just wrapping up a Kings player who got the rebound. Um, it was almost like one of those where you see Russ choose to take a foul, so he gets to complain to the refs, but there was nobody to complain to. He just completely hugged. Wiggins I think it was Wiggins and took his fourth foul and that was pretty early in the game there was still like eight minutes left and he's sitting on four fouls and that actually could have come back to bite the thunder if things had gone a little differently Um, it didn't but 
sometimes those frustration fouls can really hurt the team. So let's hope he can clean that up a little bit. The funny thing is, right after that, after airballing a free throw, breaking a free throw bad, and then taking a frustration foul, he immediately came down and make, made a three-pointer. So, you know, keep doing you, I guess, for us. Um, the shots are going to start falling. And actually, he shot pretty well tonight. He was 10 for 19 from the field. <laughs> you know, you'll take that every night with Russell Westbrook. So now we'll get to the crunch time moments. Uh, look, I'm not the kind of guy who likes to get on the refs a lot. Um, the Thunder got a tough whistle throughout this one, which I'll just accept. That's fine. Um, you, you have to fight through those those kinds of things sometimes. But there were a couple plays late in this game where I think the refs really had a hand in the Thunder losing this one. Now, again, the Thunder should have done better in that stretch in the third quarter. They should have done better in the first quarter. They shouldn't have put themselves in a position where two crunch time calls can make a difference like this, but they kind of did. So it should at least be mentioned. So Wiggins missed two consecutive free throws, and there was a very questionable foul called on Jeremy Grant blocking out Taj Gibson. And look, you're not supposed to block out face guarding. That's something that the NBA has said isn't great. But the amount of contact that Taj did he he kind of hogtied as michael cage kept calling it ran around the neck and tossed him aside like i don't know that that was the more egregious contact on that play and it, look it only ended up costing the thunder one point because taj went one for two from the line as a result of that but i mean i don't know the game was really nip and tuck at that point and the thunder could have really used not to give up that one point but on the other end, Russ made a layup that just really made me say, wow, kind of a reversing backhanded layup to tie the game at 108. Russ was really good down the stretch. He was getting to the rim a lot. He was being very aggressive, and he wasn't taking bad shots. Except for one, he kind of took a bad shot when he was feeling himself a little bit. Uh, a running one-footed bank shot, which, to be fair, he's been making those a lot lately. Um, but he missed it, and... That's when Adams flew in and had this amazing acrobatic offensive rebound and then an up and under move on Taj to put it in. And that's the kind of play that people will notice when it comes time for all-star voting. Now, we all know how many awesome things Steven Adams does that don't get noticed, but those are the kind of flashy plays in crunch time that he needs to start making if he's going to get some all-star love on the next possession for the timberwolves with thunder up two, jeremy grant completely annihilated carl anthony towns at the rim just completely made him eat his own shot and out of frustration cat just grabbed jeremy by the shoulders and threw him backwards and there was no call and this was really the most egregious play of the game i think if you want to complain about the refs uh, because the Thunder up two, got a stop, got fouled. Uh, there was 30 seconds left or something like that at this point. And look, by all rights, the Thunder should have been going to the line with Jeremy Grant with a chance to take a four-point two-possession lead with under a minute to go. And instead, what happened was the Wolves swung the ball around the perimeter and Sarge hit an open three. Wolves up one. That was probably the biggest moment in the game. That's one that Billy Donovan, had it been a different situation, probably would have gotten a technical. He was hopping mad about that. Russ was complaining about it after the timeout, even to the referees. Really just a bad missed call and one that I'm sure the refs are going to regret tomorrow. 
But the game wasn't over yet. On the next possession, Russ drove in for a layup to put the Thunder up one. Uh, Wiggins then came down and got a bucket on a really tough contested layup by Jeremy Grant. If we're being perfectly honest, Grant probably fouled him on that layup. And then so the Thunder had a chance to win and they ran a really nice play out of the timeout drawn up by Billy Donovan, got Russ attacking the rim downhill, got four Wolves players to help over and he hit Abrinas for a wide open chance to take the lead. Abrinas did happen to have his foot on the line, so it was only a two-point attempt, and he just left it short even so. So, I don't know. This is the second time that they've shown that amount of confidence in Abrinas, and the second time he's missed. I think they will continue to show that amount of confidence in him, and I hope they do, because he's going to make one, and then we're all going to be very, very happy about it. On the rebound, off that miss from Abrinas, Russ fouled out, and, you know, it, it was actually... A problem because the Thunder got a miss from Wiggins on the other end. Schroeder flew in, tried to get a rebound, couldn't handle it. It bounced right to Cat, and Paul George just made an incredible strip of him and took the ball away to give the Thunder a chance to win the game. And that's the kind of play where you'd like to have Russ in. So just going back to that frustration foul, which I don't even really understand, that Russ took for his fourth. You know, you fouled yourself out of the last possession, Russ. So you have nobody to blame but yourself for not being in there. And and the way it turned out, like, you would have kind of thought that maybe getting the ball into Paul George's hands would be better, but it just didn't work out like that. Paul George bobbled the inbound pass and just never really got a chance to set his feet. He took a really long three, heavily challenged, and it wasn't even close. It was just a really bad possession, and the Thunder lost by two. Russ, again, fouled out. He ended up with 23 points on 10 for 19 shooting, 11 rebounds and 10 assists. Paul George had 31 and 11 rebounds. Jeremy Grant had 14 and 7, only 1 for 5 from 3. Alex Abrinas had 7 points, also only 1 for 5 from 3. Dennis Schroeder... I thought Dennis Schroeder was really bad in this game, actually. He was sloppy with the ball. He was very aggressive in taking his mid-range floaters, which he's pretty good at, but they're not the best shots. He ended up with 10 and only two assists and four turnovers on four for 12. And then Steven Adams only had 12 and four, which is weird because I thought he was really impressive. I guess most of his highlights were playing defense on Carl Anthony Towns, who the Thunder held to 18 points. But more notably, they they held him to only nine field goal attempts. Gosh, if you can hold Carl Anthony Towns to nine field goal attempts, then you kind of have to win that game. But the Thunder just couldn't hold on and pull this one out. You know, one other note on the refs. The Wolves, like I said, were getting a lot of calls, and OKC was not. And the weird thing about that is that Minnesota is 13th in the league in fouls drawn, and OKC is 5th. So... You'd expect that to go the other way, but I don't know. It just it kind of felt like the teams were officiated differently tonight, um, which I, again, could have looked past easily had it not been for those last two calls and, and particularly that last no call of Cat grabbing Jeremy Grant. But the Thunder is still in good shape. Um, they're still one of the top teams in the West. In a vacuum, this isn't a terrible loss. You lost to the Wolves on the second night of a back-to-back when they had a rest advantage. Um, You lost a game 
where your role players did not shoot well from three. You still had a chance to win it. I don't think this really is a problem in terms of how we view this team. I think that it's just a loss that happens. It's just kind of a schedule loss, and we can just accept this one and move on. Okay, so I have a scheduling note for our listeners. Due to the holidays and this two-game weekend, we're not going to be able to get you a weekly podcast this week, so we're going to kind of break it up between this episode and the next episode, the one on Christmas, where Alex is going to be delivering that recap on Christmas Day for you. So we're going to kind of break up the player of the week, the forecast, all the things that you need to have to really get thundered up for the next week. But we're going to get you that information still. So with that said, for player of the game and going to combine that, and luckily Paul George made it easy for me, we're going to combine player of the game and player of the week. The Academy Award goes to... I mean, come on, you know who this award goes to. (laughs) Paul George is the player of the game and the player of the week. On the week leading up to tonight, so not including tonight, he averaged 36.7 points, 11.3 rebounds, 5.7 assists, and 2.7 steals. He shot 46.4% from three and 53.5% from the field overall. He scored 43 points in consecutive games. He was amazing. He finally started getting some national MVP buzz. The MVP buzz on Thunder Twitter completely exploded. And so we, I guess, I guess we can call this kind of a grassroots MVP movement for Paul George. He, he's going to get some hype if he keeps playing like this throughout the rest of the season. And then you carry that week on into tonight where he had 31, 11, and 3, two steals. He was 3 for 6 from 3. I think you can do the math on that one. And he was 11 of 24 overall, which is 45.8%. He's just been incredible lately. Oh, and... Other than naming his steals numbers, he's also been one of the best defenders in the league all season long. So shout out Paul George on your player of the game and the week awards. What does that mean? Do I get, do I get anything? Do I win? <laughs> do I get I a bonus? <laughs> I'll be sick. No, it's just, I don't know. Seems dumb. It does. Like, yeah. Also, an honorable mention shout out to Steven Adams for this last week, not including tonight, who had 18 points and 13.7 rebounds. Um, Second most points on the team because of Russ's off shooting week. So that's just really impressive from Steven Adams. All right. And so with that, we'll move on to my favorite unit from the game. We're supposed to be a unit. I was totally prepared to give this to the closing lineup had the closing lineup actually closed the game. Um, However, they did not. So the unit I enjoyed most from tonight was one that hasn't played much this year. In fact, hasn't seen the court at all and went on a little five to nothing run interrupted by a Sarge three pointer and then recorded two consecutive blocks by Patterson and Grant, and then Russ got a cutting layup 
it, it really brought the team back into the game when they were down by 10 and, and they went on this little run that kind of energized the team. And that lineup is Russell Westbrook, Alex Sabrinas, Paul George, Jeremy Grant, and Patrick Patterson. So, yeah, I mean, the lineup hadn't played at all this year. Terrence Ferguson being out had a lot to do with it. Uh, I think Billy was looking for some energy and some spacing, so he went with last year's reserve backcourt in Grant and Patterson to kind of find that. And I don't know, it was an interesting look. Like, it it, it really hurts that you don't have Steven Adams or Nerlens Noel on the court. Um, Nerlens Noel, by the way, was great tonight. Just really impressive on defense. But... It's something to keep in your hip pocket for down the road if you need some energy or if somebody gets in foul trouble. I think this unit is something that the Thunder can kind of fall back on. So congratulations, Russ, Sabrinas, Paul George, Jeremy Grant, and Tupat. You are my favorite unit. So like I said, um, there's not going to be a weekly this week. So I'm going to go ahead and give you a forecast of the Rockets Christmas Day game. Alex will handle the forecast of the next game in his recap of the Rockets game. So the Rockets are 17 and 15 right now. They're at the bottom of the playoff standings. They're fourth in offense at 112.1. 26th, 26th, that's bad, on defense at 111.4. They're 14th in net rating at 0.7, which isn't awesome. Uh, Harden is really balling out lately. He's averaging 32, 8.4 rebounds, 5.7 assists, and 2.1 steals on the season. Clint Capella is at 17 and 12 and two blocks. Eric Gordon is at 15 and 13, and their fourth leading scorer is still Carmelo Anthony, <laughs> which is really funny. Um, I, I I wonder what that guy's up to. So he's averaging 13.4 on the season. The Rockets aren't going to have Chris Paul for this game, who pulled his hammy like he always does. Uh, so that's a big boon for the Thunder, although the way Chris Paul has been playing so far this year, he it might not have been that threatening of a proposition. But uh, the Rockets signed Austin Rivers today, or will sign him soon. I don't know if that's official, official. So that, uh, he's actually a pretty good piece for them. Um I just have a total lack of shock that any potentially decent free agent signed with the Rockets. It seems like they get 85% of those guys. Uh, I guess I guess credit to Daryl Morey on that when they work out. So, yeah, we can look forward to that one. Um, as always, it's a privilege to be playing on Christmas. This is the Thunder's ninth season in a row, which is really incredible. Small markets just don't get that kind of love on the Christmas Day games. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies have never played on Christmas. The Charlotte teams have never played. Toronto's only played once. It's easy to take it for granted when you get to do it all the time, but it's really crazy that the Thunder get that kind of respect league-wide, and that's credit to Sam Presti. That's credit to Russell Westbrook. That's credit to Kevin Durant and Paul George, um, just having that kind of cachet league-wide. So, We're really looking forward to that. Enjoy your holidays. Have fun watching the Thunder. Hopefully dismantle the Rockets on the road. That would really make Christmas a lot better. Just really a top-class Christmas if that happens. Um, 
until then, Merry Christmas. You can find us on at OKC Topic Thunder on Twitter. You can find us on thundersintentions.com for all the recaps. On now that's Thunder Basketball for every podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Please leave us reviews and ratings and feedback anywhere you can. And again, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Thunder Up! Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.